Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. We are in <laughs> our studio. Yes, it's so good to be here. You know, it's funny, my family built my radio studio for me as a surprise present, and then they created the TV studio, and that's pretty good. Do you have a family like that? I do. So uh, yeah, everything we do is at home and um, works pretty well for us. Anyway, we're the show that's freeing America one enslaved mind at a time, like I said, and we're covering critical issues of the day, and we have John Wayne back with us for his weekly appearance, and uh, I, I was lucky enough to uh, be contacted, well, actually, I sent John a message last night, and he said, hey, we're having this chat on the radio with our talk show host, do you want to come join in? And I said, well, I can do 10 minutes, because I knew I had an early morning, and I ended up spending over an hour it was it was awesome hey john welcome to the show i want to ask you uh or have you tell the audience what you guys were doing and how they can catch up with your network and conversations like that because that was good radio oh absolutely you know um we do a round table or you know um any time of a late late evening if there's nothing on the schedule for a generalized host we do an open round table where several hosts that are just free uh want to get in and have a free-for-all with a cacophony of conversation, and we do. I mean, sometimes, Dave, I'm telling you, sometimes these uh, these roundtables, they can last anywhere from, you know, anywhere from two, two hours is standard, but, you know, uh, anywhere from two hours to five to six hours sometimes. It just Whoa. depends on how much is going on, how many people want to come in and what they want to talk about and where it disseminates from there. And it's really amazing. Yeah, and folks, you can get that at revolution.radiofreedomslips.com. Say that again a little slower. Okay, no problem. Yeah, I say it so fast because I'm, you know. Yeah, but let's uh, say it slow because we want to send people there because it's really good stuff. Absolutely. Uh, Revolution.radiofreedomslips.com. You know, um, and the dichotomy with the freedom slips it's either freedom's lips or freedom slips when the <laughs> when the owner yeah. of the station created that i mean i'll tell you that was uh i mean it's very it's been very pr- thought provoking for me because look we're seeing freedom slip but we've also got the lips of freedom That's speaking awesome. to the masses of the people you know and you got to do something more with that catchphrase that is really good stuff it really is, you know. I mean, and we got a lot of uh, a lot of hosts. I think it's like over 91 hosts on our. Oh uh, my good! You're kidding. Oh yeah, we've got all kinds of folks, and you know, um, we're always picking up new folks as well. Uh, Do you guys know your aggregate number? How many people you attract a month as a network? Um, you know, I I don't have the statistical data on that, and the thing is, is uh, we're caught on all kinds of different platforms as how you are as well. You know, like TuneIn, uh, Spreaker. Um, sure. Yeah, it's hard to measure. Shop- I I get the same thing. You know, um, you, you ask someone calls me and says, "I want to advertise, Dave. Uh, how many people do you have?" And I go. Um, I can give you raw direct numbers, but I don't know the incidentals. I mean, I find out. I don't know if you get this too, but I found out a couple years ago this guy out of Tennessee was broadcasting my show every Sunday night. I never heard of the guy. Never heard of the station. And then the Arizona, same thing. There was a station in the mountains in Arizona. You always end up in places that you've never heard of. 
Right. You know, and there's, and there, and, you know, and the way everything's going in the world and, uh, you know, the collapse of what we were always thought and taught to believe, oh, you know, believe the news, believe the news. No, you can't believe them no more. The Ministry of Smoke and Mirrors, the MSN, no, uh, there's no way. And people are looking for uh, the truths in alternative places, you know, and, and I don't like to call it the alt media. No, it's not, you know, we are the real media because we're not going to sit back and uh, water it down. We're gonna tell it for how we see it, cut it, cut, cut and dry, from the moment it happens and breaks. You know, just like tonight, Dave. You know, um, I don't know how many people are aware. I mean, maybe they'll be more aware by the time they hear this broadcast. But um, the you know triple anti-aircraft fire just raining over Kabul, air, uh, Kabul, Afghanistan right now after the last U.S. military forces pull out. I can only begin to imagine the carnage of the Taliban upon those that were trying to flee the country. Um, you know, and I don't know where we want to go with everything. I mean, there's so many things we can talk about. Well, before we go into the topics, and I think this is a good one to start with, uh, but what I'd like to do is I would like to um, go back with your network for a second. When Absolutely. Do you, when do you guys do these uh, um, late-night uh, group chats with your hosts? Because it is fascinating, folks. I'm telling you. I had the time of my life last night. I got the point. If I was a listener, I would love this. So when do you guys do this? Yeah, it's, it's usually uh, anywhere from, well, so Eastern Standard Time, uh, 11 o'clock in the evening until, like I said, it could range anywhere from, my goodness, uh, 3, 4, 5 o'clock in the morning. It depends on how, you know, how many people are around and how much uh, material there is to disseminate and talk about, but... Yeah, uh, anywhere from, like I said, anywhere around 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Uh, you'd have to figure out your time zone where you reside in the country or globally and uh, figure it out that way, you know. Um, but yes. Yeah, you, you guys kept me up late. I, mean, I, I got off at after 1 o'clock my time. That would have been 4 a.m. on the East Coast. Yeah, and it's it's generally you know uh, every 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 night of the week and even weekends you know unless like I said we have a, a standardized uh, host that's in a a given time slot you know yeah. so well I got to tell you um, your network has great hosts mine I got two two um, national networks that are fantastic Red State Talk Radio my good friend mm-hmm. Paul Preston the number one digital show in America he's on. And a guy I talk to every day, wealth of information, and also Global Star. Um, and we have uh, Ted Brower, um, we have the Hag, we have we have uh, yep. uh, Doug Hagman on. Uh, Absolutely it's just, amazing. It's fantastic. Steve Quayle's now on there, and uh, it's about time Steve got back into broadcasting. He was yeah, missed. And all- and all them names you just mentioned there are absolute wealths of knowledge and information. Yes. You know, That's every right. single one of them. You know, um, I love Doug. I love Doug Hagman. You know, excellent broadcaster, and his news is cut and dry. I love Steve Quayle, Ted Brower. All those folks are amazing. You know, and I I, I pray someday that I'm able to you know sit down and do a broadcast with some of these gentlemen. You should be able and, to. You know, let's, we'll see what we can do. But um, I got these are my buddies. That's my support system. Well, you know, and that's the thing. Good people need to stand by good people, and the dissemination of information and knowledge is imperative. You know, like I said the other night on one of these roundtables I was on, you know, people were saying, you know, what is it? What is it? I was like, well, you know, I think what it is is 
we, as who we are as human beings, we've been seared by the iron of knowledge. You know what I mean? Uh, the hot iron of knowledge, you know, yeah. it's been pulled out of the, the blast furnace. We've been seared by that hot iron of knowledge. So we, we yearn for knowledge and to understand the world for how it is and see the truths as they are, you know, and it's, um, really something to behold that we are in the position for where we're at what we're talking about and seeing it in real time we're literally witnessing history and we for what we're doing with our broadcasting is um what would you want to call it it's um putting a firm stone or you know etching that stone in history saying okay look we have this of what we know of what was going on how it's been going on and for by whichever and whatever means for millennia mm -hmm. or thousands of years or hundreds of years yes sir that's right you know they cannot rewrite history for how they were able to before the information age you know um <clears throat> you know in 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 ancient times the people that were of knowledge were of the clergy and uh, to that extent the common folk the serfs they didn't know how to read that you know and they were kept in the dark and that's one of the you know one of the main reasons it was called the dark ages well now we're in the information age and if we're in the information age now i want to kind of lead somewhere with this if we're in the information age well then if we do the polar opposite from the dark ages well, if we're in the information age, would it not be the age, the, the, the age of light? And would not the age of light be the age of Luciferianistic doctrine and rule? You know, because, you know, obviously the light bringer means to bring light, and that's Lucifer. I'm just, I don't know, I'm just thinking because all of this is just tied together in ways of which people have no idea, and we are trying to make sense of all of this, you know. Yeah, I, I agree, um, but I will say this, <laughs> we better win, otherwise our heads are going to be on the chopping block, literally and figuratively. Yeah. Absolutely, you know, and, that, and that, that's very serious because of what's taken place in Afghanistan, where what had taken place there, you know, and, you know, I'll tell you, Dave, I've never seen it in my life, a president standing there to receive the fallen heroes of this country, checking his timepiece on his wrist. Uh, that just absolutely turned my stomach. But the, something else that turns my stomach even further is uh, the reports that I continue to get of people flooding into this country. Um, this here specifically, what was it? It says the 11 flights um, of Afghans have been flown to Wisconsin, 300 land in Philadelphia. So, you know, and we know uh, Virginia, South Carolina, I've heard even uh, Tonopah test range south of uh, that area there in Arizona. You know, um, Dave, the country's being set up to be uh, completely kneecapped and overthrown. And it just hurts me to see that it's being allowed and allotted to happen. Yeah, I know. You're right. Um, you heard me tell the story last night. I'm breaking it tomorrow uh, in our media that uh, the um, Afghans that are leaving Kabul for the most part are being disembarked in Middle Eastern locations and uh, unknown undocumented people all male all military age all in good shape are boarding these airliners and coming to Dulles and other airports nearby 
and then they're being relocated to different parts of the country. They are terrorists. These aren't the Afghans. Yep. These are the terrorists. That's right. They're, you know, using, what is this, they're using this evacuation. And I have a number, too. Um, they're using this evacuation to bring in probably 200,000 terrorists into the United States. Well, that should shore up their fifth column element for which they will try to uh, ignite the civil internal struggle within the United States. You know, uh, yeah. for whatever reason, for whatever reason, they weren't able to get them through the southern border fast enough in, in the amount of numbers for which they needed them. So they've moved to doing this operation, I believe, uh, to bolster their uh, bolster their ranks, you know, um, of this fifth column element. I mean, it's not a joke and people to sit back and say, oh, we're just speaking, you know, a bunch of hot air. No, man, no, you got to pay attention. You know the country's been usurped. Uh, the these um, cells have been in the country. What is it? What was it, Dave? About five or six years ago, they were saying the FBI director come out and said, "Well, you know, every single fifty states has all of um, you know every single one of them is infested with uh, cells." Uh, um, I just. To my extent, I just cannot believe I'm seeing what I'm seeing, uh, you know, and I hate to say that, but it's, you know, I sound like a broken record. I really do. But it is that unfathomable. It's just unfathomable. Well, believe it because it's happening. And uh, I said in the campaign, and I don't want any accolades, but I was real clear. I said, listen to Trump. He's saying this is what he's done for us. This is what he's going to do for us. And listen to Biden and Harris, what they're going to do to us. We're going to take away your guns. We're going to take away your cars. We're going to take, 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 take. And I said, all they talk about is what they're going to do to us. I said, they're here to destroy America. Well, now that we're eight months into this travesty, would you say I was right? Oh, uh, absolutely. You know, and they're making headway uh, every single day. You know, it's, um, uh, you know, there's got to be something the unstoppable force meets the unremovable object you know um this uh dichotomy we find ourselves in and there's a video that has come out over well uh two videos that have come out over the past uh three to four days of a lieutenant colonel in the marine corps mm -hmm. yes yes who is uh thoroughly upset with the leadership within the marine corps and the higher echelons of the government of the united states of america for this failure in afghanistan and um he made this video i'm assuming from his office from whatever base he was stationed at his uh name is lieutenant colonel scheller and if people haven't heard or seen the video i implore you to watch this um <clears throat> After that video, he was fired, and he resigned his total commission, of which would have amounted to roughly $2 million. And now, he, now as after that, he made a second video where he's sitting in a mobile home trailer or something, a, a tow-behind camper somewhere. You can hear cars on the highway going by as he's got the door open, sitting there talking. He's got a chessboard in front of him. He has two pawns that are meeting uh, at the line of skirmish, and then he has a queen sitting in front of a rook. He's playing the white hat side, or as what I could pretend pretends to see this as how he's uh, portraying it, right? 
he is playing the white team against the black team. So, I mean, we know of what we've heard is you, you have white hats and black hats. But he makes some pretty extremely uh, straightforward to a point. Volatile. Um, I'd call it volatile. Volatile would be a very good word. Thank you, Dave, because I was looking for a word and you, you found it. Yeah. Volatile um, remarks and comments. And, you know, Dave, we were talking over the past, uh, you know, the past uh, several months about how they're looking for this divide within the military. And this right here is, uh, you know, I don't know if it's the straw that broke the camel's back or if they're just throwing the whole damn bale on the back of the camel at this point. Well, you, you're making an excellent point. I don't remember his exact words, but basically... I thought he was going to make individual threats against commanders that screwed things up at the airport in Afghanistan, but I, as I listened more as it went, he went on, he's basically saying, he said, you don't know what I'm capable of. Ask people in spec ops if they know what I can do. Uh, mm -hmm. But then I started seeing, wait a minute, there is an organized resistance coming. That's what I took from that. I, I don't know you if know, you heard that or not, but... I, 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 I think I, I did, you know, um, he, uh, said on towards the very end of that video, you know, um, I've got, I know enough to bring this whole, um, effing excuse the you know, abbreviation. That's even. what he said though. Um, that's what he said. Yes. Um, system down, you know, and he was, ba you know, what was it? Somebody I'd heard say, well, you know, from that moment, he went from a lieutenant colonel to a uh, general in the militia, you know. <laughs> so um, a lieutenant colonel in the Marines to a general in the militia. So I don't know, man. I mean, I do know, though, that they do have the tender keg packed as tight as they can get it. And they're just trying to find that perfect match to strike to throw into that said tender keg. Yeah, I'm going to try to play this over the air we'll let the audience hear it if you can't no hear problem. it we'll scratch it and uh we'll go that but uh here here we go let's see if we can pick In this up okay i want to make the announcement today are you playing pause it? it can you hear that no i can't i'm gonna here i can do it dave here let me uh okay let's see if we can get it on the other end because i want the audience to hear this Absolutely. I'll get it here and I'll uh, put it right up here for us as okay. soon as I can find okay. it. Okay, go ahead and then pause it because I'm, I'm past our time for the break and our break is important. I just interviewed Jim Arroyo, everybody from the Avapai County Preparedness Team, and, and I think he has the best community preparedness organization going and they do so many things and I'd go to ycpt.org. But um, the thing he said, he went through all the ways that famine is being brought to us. And all I'm going to say is you need storable food. And and I'm not going to argue and say, hey, this, that, and the other. The thing is, I've made my point through the past six months, and hyperinflation's coming, and the game's completely over when that arrives. You need mm -hmm. storable food, and you need as much as you can get as often as you can get it. 25-year shelf life, 2,000 calories per day, restaurant-quality food, and it's diverse, and there are sales if you go to preparewithdave.com. This is so, so important. The other thing is if you have food, you darn well better have water. And uh, the Naval War College says on the fifth day of a crisis, the number one cause of death is waterborne illnesses. So uh, I'm going to encourage all of you now 
to make sure that you are having a water filter or three and you need backups because things break, things get lost, things get stolen. And the Alexa Pure Pro water filter can purify just almost anything, 99.9999%. They have research at waterwithdave.com that shows you how they compare to their competition. There is no comparison. They're great. And they have 40% off right now. So you want to go to waterwithdave.com. And one last thing. Um, John Moore, the famed Green Beret, friend of mine, talk show host. Uh, John uh, told me once in an interview the scariest moment he had in combat was when he had no communications. And when they take us down because we're in civil disobedience, they're going to take down all our communication except one. They can't take down satellite phones, especially the one I represent because it's on 32 different satellites. They're not going to take it down. They can't, and they can't track you. And so everyone in your family needs to have this. You go, well, it's too expensive. It's one-fourth the cost of what I pay for my cell phone bill. That's on my monthly bills, one-fourth the cost. And so I'm encouraging you to call 855-980-5830. Now, they're sold out until the 6th of September, um, but, or the 7th of September, I should say. But uh, they are getting another shipment in. That just tells you people are taking this seriously now, 855 um, Nine eight zero five eight three zero. Okay, we're back with John. John, are you ready with that uh, clip? Absolutely. Got it right here on the B-roll. All right, here we go. I want to make the announcement today. After 17 years, I'm currently not pending legal action. And I could stay in the Marine Corps for another three years. But I don't think that's the path I'm on. I'm resigning my commission as a United States Marine, effective now. I'm sure there's some MAR admin on how I'm supposed to do that, and I'll work through that. But I am forfeiting my retirement on entitlements. I don't want a single dollar. I don't want any money from the VA. I don't want any VA benefits. I'm sure I'm entitled to 100%. I, you know, breathed on the smell and smoke of burning shit for years. I don't want any of it. You know, I asked, all I asked for was accountability of my senior leaders when there are clear, obvious mistakes that were made. I'm not saying we can take back what has been done. All I asked for was accountability for people to comment on what I said and to say, yes, mistakes were made. And had they done that, I would have gone back into rank and file, submitted and accomplished what I wanted. The morning after I posted my video and I came into work, my boss came in and he asked me, what were you trying to accomplish? And that was a very tough question for me. And my response was, I want senior leaders to accept accountability. I think them accepting accountability would do more for service members and PTSD and struggling with purpose than any other transparent piece of paper or message. And I haven't received that. For the over $2 million that I would potentially receive in retirement for the rest of my life for the however much extra the disability would be I think that money should go back to all the senior general officers because I think they need it more than I do because when I am done with what I'm about to do you all are gonna need the jobs and the security Wow mm -hmm. I want to be clear that I love the Marine Corps I think you know, there's been a fascination with special forces over the last 15 years. 
special forces people that come in in the middle of the night and they kill the biggest targets that the United States has. And I have much respect. I, I worked in MARSOC for a year. But what I'll say is the conventional Marine on the ground who has to smell burning shit, who, when I was in Ramadi, I was exposed to it so much that burning shit actually smelt like bacon and eggs and I grew to enjoy the smell. Those people who are there every day and don't get to leave the next morning or in the middle of the night, who go outside the wire, get blown up, bring their Marine back, and then go back out there the next day, they don't get the credit they deserve and they deserve accountability. If Stuart Scheller was honorable, he would resign. You have no idea what I'm capable of doing. To all the congressmen, senators, every media station across the globe, to all the rich philanthropists, I appreciate the support and I'm gonna need your support. To the Bellwether Alliance, I'm a coin carrying member. We have all these laws on how to create wealth. The one thing they don't tell you is that going after stability and money can make you a slave to the system and it can make you compromise what you truly believe in. I don't need a single dollar. I just need every single person that's willing to go back outside the wire every single day to wear a blue collar and just go into work every single day and feed their families. Those are the people that I need. Follow me and we will bring the whole fucking system down. I am honorable and you can ask any Marine who served with me for 17 years. I dare you to ask them all and find out what I'm made of. We're just getting started. Wow. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty dramatic. I'm trying to get back to my screen here. There we go. Um, let's hope that played. Sorry about the language, folks, but that was a raw feed. And um, I'm going to bring the whole effing system down. What do you think he meant by that? Well, from what I've gathered, he's a 17 Marine Corps veteran, and he was uh, head of uh, some form of uh, logistics and military movement and or command of uh, infantry units. So I would, I don't know, I mean, you know, a lieutenant colonel as well. I mean, that's, uh, that's up there. You know, that's just shy of being a full bird colonel. So he's probably privy of some things that he, you know, kind of like, um, what would you say, um, Bradley Manning-ish type things, you know, uh, that could make people look pretty bad for taking place in war zones. Or I mean, it, it's hard telling. I mean, what the guy knows, you know what I mean, honestly. But um, boy, he better have eyes in the back of his head. Is all I can say. You know, um. <laughs> My God, you know, I mean, well, I mean, we've, we've, we've known that this form of division has been brilliant and it's coming. And, um, what was it just the other day? We had the, um, naval something, uh, a high brass up in the Navy saying, you know, Hey, this forced, uh, 
force mandation on vaccination is uh, going to create an <laughs> uh, <clears throat> national emergency. You know, a uh, basically saying that it could lead to uh, total civil unrest. So, I mean, I, I don't know where they're going to go. I don't know what they have planned. I mean, I do know, you know, Dave, one thing I'm pretty certain of, and I think from reading the letter from Giuseppe, well, actually it was from a uh, Albert Pike to Giuseppe Mazzini in 1871 detailing the three world wars. And it's almost playing out as if it was not the script that they are sitting on. They've got sitting right on their desk, you know, the third world war. Um, the first two played off without a hitch, exactly how he said they were going to. And that was 1871. And the third one is happening right before our very eyes. And it's extremely eerily similar to the vision that George Washington received in Valley Forge. Uh, when the Continental Army was almost at a uh, breaking point, you know, of uh, there will be a third peril. Well, first, you know, there were three perils in Washington's vision for this country. First was the Revolutionary War. The second was the Civil War. The third peril, folks, I mean, I hate to say it, you know, I mean, but we're in defense condition one, you know. Yeah, we're in defense condition one. The third peril is upon this country. Um... You know, I pray to God for good men and women who do stand and uphold the oath that they took when they enlisted in any form of our armed services or law enforcement. You know, but there are bad apples. Dave, did you see the video of that staff sergeant woman who, I mean, okay, look, I have no thing against her uh, standing for what she believes is in being a relationship. I don't care anything about that. But the thing is, she was wearing a uniform saying that if you, uh, <laughs> real quick, have you, have you heard it or seen it? Yeah, uh, yeah, I know about it. Okay. You know, her saying, you know, if we go under martial law and you're outside your house and that gun's pointed at you, you are the enemy. And if you don't listen to what I tell you, well, then don't think anything of it when you get shot and killed. I mean, that's basically the summarize it. You know, I mean, that's not verbatim. But that's what she said. You know, Dave, uh, what the hell is going on here with the military? You see that little brat, and then you see this respectable, full, uh, well, should be, well, he should be a damn general, um, lieutenant colonel calling out the top brass for this massive failure known as Iraq. And folks out there that may not have heard it or seen it yet, think of this. They're putting them choppers to utilization over there, Dave. Um, they're hanging people with the Black Hawk helicopters that we left behind. Hanging them for dead. Yeah, I know. Um, I know they are. But, but this brat, what they need to do with this brat, this uh, child that's a staff sergeant, she needs to have her wings clipped. She needs to be Article 15 discharged, fine and pay, and, you know, if anything, completely, totally discharged from the military, or, if anything, have her wings clipped and have her knocked back down to an E1, if not lower. <laughs> Is there an E.5? Maybe we can put her there. Yeah, she's a piece of work. Um, 
the wokeness is become the jokeness of the military. It's a it's terrible what's happened to them. Flying the rainbow flag. I don't besmirch anyone for their personal choices. We all have to answer for what we do at the end of days. So it's not for me. Judge not lest you be judged. But right. to enforce your values on an institution is ludicrous. It's ludicrous. It's a- it's a travesty. It's an it absolute is. travesty. I mean, go be what you are. I go be what I am. I don't. Is there a heterosexual flag I can fly? I mean, I wouldn't. It's ridiculous. I don't care what people do. I mean, uh, you know, what I say on a lot of my uh, broadcasts now is join our group, subscribe, and say, and I don't care about your politics. Don't care if you voted for Biden. Don't care who you voted for. Don't care if you're an atheist, a Christian, a Jew. It doesn't matter to me. You just have to do one thing when you're here promise to defend the civil liberties of all Americans under the Constitution of the United States. If we did that, we would respect each other's differences, we'd accept to- we'd have tolerance, and we wouldn't need the BS coming out of Washington with identity politics. That's right. And that's yeah, all it takes. And that and that right there, Dave, I, you know, we've been we've been screaming about it, you know. I think you know, there needs to be a form of common ground. And by God, if you didn't nail every form of common ground right there, I don't know what else did or would. Uh, you know, the thing is, look, folks, if we don't have this country, okay, look, well, we've got the country. I mean, for what it is right now. It's in former shambles of what we knew it as when we were children. If we don't take this country and try and preserve it with true moral values and chivalry, when, you know, we got to have some courage, too, here with all this. We won't have a country left to uh, call a country and a place to call home anymore. I mean, by God, look at the demographic shifts that they're putting upon the nation. We cannot allow this. We cannot allow it, you know, to the extent for which they are. I mean, Dave, I don't know which, if there, you know, if it wasn't for Father's hand from above, Father Yah from uh, upon high, I don't know uh, any other way to turn this around in a peaceful manner. You know, I think everybody's fallen so short. And, you know, the falling away is beyond uh, anything that we could have ever began to have imagined seeing it to be. You know, I mean, I mean, my goodness, Dave, is the country ripe for judgment? We're already Father. under judgment. We're under judgment. I, I said this recently on a group I was speaking to in Phoenix. I said, this is the nation under judgment. I said, individual salvation and protection is possible. But uh, unless this entire country gets on bended knee and says, hey, God, I'm sorry, I want to do better, and people aren't going to do that. Um, A significant number of the people don't care who they worship, Satan, Jesus, whoever's going to bring them the best goodies. They don't care. And um, God's had enough, and that's why we're going through this. Yep, you know, and I mean, I want to add to this as he, as we're doing this live broadcast here. You know, there's fires raging over on the west coast, uh, just south of Lake Tahoe, um, still over there in uh, Oregon, Northern California. And you know, interestingly enough, I found a new map that I've been kind of uh, pouring over the past couple of days in regards to the fires, and it's a pretty darn good map. I'm gonna have to send it to you. Um, it's it's truly biblical was taking place over there on the west coast as well and the thing i wanted to mention is that a lot of these fires guess where they're at they're right there on that rip zone known as the san andreas fault oh my 
Mm-hmm. You know, so it's 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 really something to behold. You know, I mean, like you said, I think that we're under judgment. You know, what was it? We just had a hurricane slam the southern seaboard uh, last night, and you know how many people have been. You know, how many people lost their lives down there? I, we're yet to even get the tally on that. But from what I was hearing with the scanner traffic and the radio traffic and following a few people covering it in live time, the statistics aren't looking good for folks that were hit by this thing down there in Louisiana. No, well, they have no power. And, nope. um, yeah, no services are available. Yeah, it's, it's a mess. Um, and well, just I followed the... I follow it, it lends credence to your it lends credence to your commercials for what you are you know trying to get people to get prepared for because now the people down there that didn't have that preparation look they don't have anything look they don't have food they don't have communications they don't have anything I'm sorry Dave I just had I found it imperative that no, I right. had to throw that in there food water guns ammo gold because you'll come out the other side of the economic catastrophe and you want to be in good shape and then, of course, uh, natural medicine and tools. There's more than that, um, but that's the essentials, and, and uh, that's a starting point. And people are clueless. I mean, FEMA says that the average person has three days of food in their home. Mm-hmm. Don't come to my house. I know you not. That's right. You know, and them generators, uh, folks, uh, those are dinner bells, man. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, it's the, called the community wake-up call. Yeah, if you got a generator, don't don't have it on at night and don't turn your lights on. You know, flashlights are okay, but don't have regular lights on. Uh, you need to be without power. Seriously. You need to wear baggy clothes. You need to look like you've lost weight. Yep. Uh, you need the gray man sure. concept. I've done shows with Bob Griswold, uh, who, by the way, has been very, very ill. But uh, Bob Griswold has uh, done some survival shows with me. And he says, in these crises, if you don't want people to come to your home in force, he said, look as bad as they do. That's right. Go on the street yeah. and act like you're going to go conquer somebody. Yep. It, it, it's really unreal to believe uh, that, you know, we could be seeing a total civil civilization collapse. And, you know, people kind of are probably going to scoff at that comment. No, civilization no, 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 collapse, no, no, no. whatever. It's, the, it's called the not-so-great reset. <laughs> the not so great reset with Klaus Schwab, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it's it's really something to see. To, to say that we could formally see a societal collapse upon the likes of which we've never seen in our recorded history is um, just putting it lightly. You know, I mean, we look at uh, Rome and look at China. Uh, China collapsed, yes, it did. If you don't believe me, you need to do some research. Um, about a thousand plus years ago, some on somewhere around there. Uh, Quinto, I believe, if I'm pronouncing that right, I might have to look back up in that area. But you know, civilization does collapse, and uh, when we see it collapse, we see things that take place uh, like what we've seen in Syria. Um, you know, you know, and I'm not trying to get into the macabre, but Dave, folks are completely totally unaware when civilization totally and utterly collapses cannibalism ensues within three weeks of full-on nothing you know i mean uh, what is it over there in south africa have you heard anything more out of south africa i haven't no there's a news no. blackout because there's so much going on um 
You know, I just had an idea. I think we need to have a contest for the control of the world. If if one person wins, the world has to agree to follow Jesus. If the other person wins, we'll just keep doing what we're doing. And I'd like to offer up my services. I'm an old man. But I'll, I'd be willing to step into an MMA ring, the octagon, with Klaus Schwab. Oh, I'd love it. I'd love Klaus Schwab to meet me in the octagon. Now, it is true, I was a third degree black belt by the time I was uh, 18, before I was out of high school. But that was many years ago. I've, hey, Dave, I've got your water bottle and towel. When hey, are we doing this? Right, there you go. And by the way, it's kind of funny I'd say this. I actually am doing Muay Thai style workouts on heavy bag. The elbow strikes, the cool. knee strikes, and, you know, the, the punches. And, um, and you know, and I do this uh, flurry. I do a couple flurries to finish. And um, I, I throw about 50 punches in 10 to 12 seconds. And they're good punches. I mean, I get the body into it. Uh, but I do square up. I'm not moving in and out. It's just how many can I throw in a short amount of time. But Klaus, look, at, I'm an old man here, okay? <laughs> I, I'm, I want people to put this out. Dave Hodges challenges Klaus Schwab uh, to an MMA. We'll call it uh, UFC 666, okay? And, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll have, uh, who's the head of UFC? We'll have that guy sponsor it, right? We'll have Joe, uh, Rogan. We'll have Joe Rogan announce it. Right. Okay, and, and, uh, and then we'll go, uh, I don't know, I think we better stick to one-minute rounds. <laughs> That's about when I go when I go fast and furious on the on the bag. That's about what I can last if I'm going really hard. Um, so, uh, but we'll do three one minute rounds. It won't take me that long. I'm serious. It will not take me that long. Well, you know, I mean, you get to throw Kissinger in there too while we're at it. You know. Just, oh come on! Yep. I don't want to hit a corpse. Please, <laughs> I don't want to hit a corpse. Klaus Schwab's still walking around. But I I think this would be the fight for humanity. You know, fighting out of Satan's corner, Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum Mm -hmm. and fighting for humanity in God's corner, Dave Hodges. Absolutely. And I'll I'll, I'll have my my shorts. I'll put a little moniker. It says you can't dodge the Hodge, you know, that kind of thing. And so we'll, we'll play this up. And like I said, we'll let Joe Rogan announce. And, uh, and I'm telling you, you know, there's a lot of people I don't want to fight now. I'm too old. But I can tell you what. I've seen Klaus Schwab. He won't get out of the first round. I'll play with him for about 30 seconds. I'll dance around, stick him a couple times, you know. Hey, this is for Somalia. Hey, this is for Afghanistan. And then Mr. Mo- Mr. about Clean, 30 cleanest. seconds. Then, then it's time. <laughs> it's time to unload on the Klaus. And, and, and this is all sport. It's, I'm not threatening violence. This is... A sanctioned athletic event. Mr. Cleanest Clock. Yeah. Yeah. Bold ass Klaus Schwab. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I listen, I, I would do this. Okay. Hey, Klaus, I got a couple of disabilities and I'll still kick your ass. Anyway, um, <laughs> you want to hear about my first day in ninth grade? Sure. Why not? This is a true story. And, and and, um, and and I haven't, there was one time in self-defense, but other than that, I've never had to hit another human being. Okay, so people think, oh, he's being violent. No, I'm talking about a UFC contest. It's not violence, it's sport. It's just the pl- the fate of the planet Earth is there. So anyway, I'm, I'm going to my new high school, and I, and I know some guys, because I'm already on the football team before school starts. 
So I'm in the I'm in the uh, lunchroom for the first time, and these three seniors and they weren't on the football team. I actually got along with the seniors on the football team, and uh, uh, I go in and I have my tray in my plate, and um, I'm going for the accoutrements. I'm getting the salt and the ketchup and all this stuff. This guy comes up and bumps me and calls me the name of a female body part. Very, very awful. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to ignore him. And, you know, I've always been taught to walk away. And then they follow me, okay, as I go to get my milk. And uh, then they start talking real trash to me. I just say, guys, I don't want any trouble. I said, I just want to go sit down and eat my lunch. And then uh, the one guy knocked the plate off my tray. And so I was pretty skilled in nunchucks at that time. So, you know, I just reacted automatically. It was, I took the tray and just kind of flipped it over like a nunchuck and split the guy's, one guy's head in half. He had, he had like 20 stitches. And um, then uh, another guy moved towards me and I took the, what was that left of that tray and I busted it over his head. And uh, the third guy ran. And, uh, and I'm not selling myself as a tough guy, but that was my first day at my new high school. I had come from an inner city junior high. And, and the thing is, I'll, I'll tell you, when you're in the inner city, okay, especially when you're one of 10% of white people in a school, and I, and I listen, I had great friends. I never had any trouble when I was there, but I learned very quickly. If, if uh, someone's starting trash with you and there's no getting out of it, you have to strike lightning fast. And, yep, uh, and, you, and you take no prisoners. So so anyway, one guy runs and the other two guys are on the ground. Well, guess where I end up? <laughs> I end up being taken to the assistant principal's office who happens to be the athletic director. And he says to me, he says, Dave, he says, I hear you're returning kicks for the varsity on the football team. I said, yes. He goes, if I suspend you for two weeks, you won't be returning anything. And what was really cool, though, is three girls come up. And they knock on his door. He goes, I'm busy. And they, and they said, all right. He said, he didn't start it. These guys wouldn't leave him alone. We saw right. what happened. They pushed him. They did this. They did that. He goes, is that true? And I said, hey, look, I'm not saying I didn't overreact, but it was three versus one. And they were going to fight me. And, and and so he did not suspend me. I got off with a warning. Today, today in a public school you're not even allowed to defend yourself. If someone were to pull a knife on you and you were cornered and you got the knife away and beat the crap out of the person, you're getting suspended for two weeks. Interesting, you kind of stumbled upon this area. There was a video that came out here over the past four and a half hours of a school somewhere across the nation. A huge brawl breaks out in a fist fight, and uh, well, lo and behold, somebody drew a firearm and fired about three or four shots before the video was cut out. Mm-hmm. No, um, but yeah, you're right, you know, strike fast, strike first, strike hard, you know, all them three, but, you know, your story has them things I also mentioned a while ago, moral, virtue, courage, valor, chivalry, all them things. Yeah, I don't think it was all that, right I was there. just, honestly, I was scared. Two of the guys were bigger than me, I, I, I was, what, at that time, I was about five foot eight and weighed about 145 pounds, and, uh, you know, black belt or not, there, there are kids that are three years older than me, and there's three of them. So uh, yep, I was, yep. and I didn't know who they were, and I didn't know what their beef was, and I wasn't dating anybody, so it wasn't like I was taking someone's girlfriend. It just it was decided to, hey, look at that little punk over there. Let's go pick on him. Right. It, but it, was, it was kind of funny though. And here's one of the morals of the story. Okay, mm-hmm. I never got in another fight in high school, the whole time I was there, never. That's right. 
Now, one guy who thought he was the badass of the school, he comes up to me as a junior, and he goes, yeah, you're really tough, huh? You want to fight? And I said, well, I said, why don't you come over to my house? I got some gloves, and we'll just go out and back and have fun. And he did. And we had a hell of a battle. He was he was pretty tough. But, I mean, that was a sporting thing. That wasn't an anger thing. Right. The guy actually ended up becoming a good friend of mine. So, anyway, um, here's the moral of the story, too, okay? The moral mm-hmm. of the story is this, is that, if we did what I did on that day, okay, and I was raised by a career military officer, if we did in Afghanistan and we had enough, those 13 uh, soldiers were killed, um, if we would have reacted the way we should have, no one in the world would have ever screwed with us. We should have done scorched earth wherever there was Taliban all across that country. You want to kill 13 of ours? We're taking as many down as we can and watch these little bastards run for cover. That's, That's right. the moral. And, and I got to tell you, I had friends. We had friends from sports and stuff. And I remember one time I'm sitting in, in McDonald's with two of, two of my friends. And we'd been together now for this, our third year. And, and my friend Bruce said, Dave, everybody thought you were crazy when you came here. And I said, oh, because of the lunch incident? He goes, yeah, everybody was scared that you'd kill somebody. <laughs> okay. You know what the moral of the story is, though? Okay. This is how our military needs to act. That's right. You know, uh, buckle up and put it down. You know, and that's the thing. You know, if you if you rock, you know, the bully wants to come and you know, kind of give you a little bit of hassle here and there. Hey, once you rock that bully's world, he gets a schooling, and he ain't gonna want no more of that anymore. You know, so that's and that's that's the way of the world, though. You know, and it like you said, Dave, it makes me question about this uh, over there in Afghanistan I don't know if you've seen the another new video surfaced of an, a former Al-Qaeda general of uh, bin Laden is now heading up the forces there in Kabul uh, or there in Afghanistan so that's another thing right you know, uh, when all these guys are getting together why in the hell don't we just drop a Moab on them you know I agree they have murdered our own they're going to slaughter 10 to 12,000 Americans, courtesy of Joe Biden. Um, and like I said, I, I hope we could end it. Klaus Schwab, where are you? Okay. Um, Dana White, that's the head of UFC. Dana White, you should be promoting right. this. Two old men fighting. Do you imagine the ratings on this? The fate of the world hangs in the balance. In this corner, weighing too damn much and too fat to fight, you know, to run, and too slow to fight, but he's still doing it. Dave Hodges. In this corner, the biggest butthole on the face of the earth who respects no human being and he serves Satan, Klaus Schwab. Okay, and can you imagine the buildup of this? This would be the this would be a bigger pay per view than the last Conor McGregor fight. It makes me want to have you know the microphones <laughs> coming down now, and I grab the microphones and I'm like, let's get it on. I hear you. I'll sacrifice myself for my God and my and my and my planet and my country. Uh, but the thing is. Unless they got a sniper in the roof, Klaus Schwab doesn't stand a chance. So, Klaus, what do you say? Just a sporting event. I would never hurt you on the street, Klaus, if I saw you. Wouldn't get close to you anyway because you have all the uh, bodyguards. Um, so, <laughs> so we'll do a UFC 666, Dave Hodges versus Klaus Schwab. It would be the fight of the century. And no, I'm not drinking. <laughs> People are wondering, Dave lost his mind. He must be drunk. <laughs> well, I did get three yeah. hours sleep, but uh, I'm serious. Listen, I'm tired of these people. 
And what I'm saying in really kind of a haphazard way is I'm done taking their BS. That's I right. I will not wear yeah. a mask. Okay. Awesome. You're, 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 you're not going to confine me. If I want to walk into a store and buy groceries, I will call the flipping cops. And this is what we all need to do. Yeah, you know, be the be that sleeping giant that's woken up out of that slumber, and now, you know, and I see it, Dave. People uh, across the nation are getting to the point where, hey, man, they're fed up. The school board meetings, the city council meetings, um, these clandestine meetings that these people try to have on Zoom and Skype and everywhere else for where. You know, they want to cut the, their communities out and uh, go about their planning. No, no, man, people see this and they're saying, you know, I've seen a lot of people they are awfully heated. You know, one of these uh, specific school board meetings or we know who you are. We know what you've done. We know where you live type stuff. You know, and they're they're in full on retreat. You know, they know. Now remember, they I know. espouse a doctrine of nonviolence. Absolutely. Sport fighting is not violence. It's a sport. No, it's not. Yeah. But, I'll, but I'll say this. These people who would have their five-year-olds be subjected to lessons on oral sex in public schools. And don't tell me it's not happening, folks. happening all across the country. Or these people who are being told, if your skin's this color, well, you're a victim. And if your skin's this color, you're a victimizer. And this is how it has to be forever and more. We'll always be locked in mortal combat. Uh, no, that's how and then we're not going to raise our kids. We're going to raise our kids to get along and respect each other. And so what I always believe in doing is taking the fight to the criminals. That's right. Uh, you know, mar- march out. People, so, you know, I, I, here's what I told the people of Kingman, Arizona, when they wanted to recall their, their communist mayor, Jen Miles. I said, go march in front of her house and watch. She will crap her pants. She won't come out for days. And I was right. She just hunkered down and sequestered, and they marched in front of her house. We need to take the fight to these animals. We do. But, you know, and, and, and I, I don't disagree with any of that at all. You know, look at these people that are going to uh, drag queen story time hour at public libraries with children. You know, them folks need taken out back behind the barn and given a good working over, man. You know, uh, people, this one person dressing up as a rainbow monkey with a phallus on, get out of here. You know, where, <laughs> I don't where, even where, know where, what a phallus yeah. is, but don't tell me. No. Okay? Uh, I'm eating know, dinner five minutes after our broadcast. Do not tell me no, what a phallus fa- no, I, I know what a no. phallic symbol is, and I suspect it's close, but I don't want to hear that. Oh, well, oh well, that well, just well, what I, gives me the well, what needs to have What needs to have happened is... Uh, Grab my dad's, uh, you know, nightstick from when he was a deputy sheriff for 30 years and clubbed the ever-living hell out of some of these bastards with it. <laughs> no, you no, know, no, that's because... violent. No, no, we don't have to do that. We don't have to do that. Um, we just need to not comply. And that's the answer. Right. Non-compliance. No, I've, I've really hit my last human being. Although I do have to admit when I'm on the bag and I'm going right, left, right, right, left, right, left, right hook, left uppercut sidekick yeah i'd like to do that stuff elbow strike and i'll do these combinations and i do see their faces <laughs> and on that note john we're out of time uh ding 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 call dana white tell him i'm available okay anyway john right, we'll thanks be. so much man awesome job visit john's site uh and uh, john i'll catch up with you soon godspeed dave take care